Hi, and welcome to Crisis Conversations, a new podcast from the British Red Cross. Most people that I've talked to run, run out of food near the first couple of days of the journey. And if you're walking for 11 days and only have food and water for five, you can imagine what that's like. Having lost everything, they're dependent on the world's generosity and they patiently queue up for hours in the blistering sun. The biggest thing now is even though they've got here to safety, what will happen to them next? In 2017, hundreds of thousands of people fled violence in Myanmar and crossed the border into Bangladesh. This has resulted in one of the fastest growing humanitarian crises around the world, with thousands of exhausted, dehydrated and hungry displaced people now living in makeshift camps and shelters on the Bangladesh border. This week on Crisis Conversations, we take a look at the ever-escalating situation in Bangladesh and speak to experts from across the Red Cross movement about what we're doing to help. First up, I'm joined in the studio by Maddie Green Armitage, a response officer who has been heavily involved in the Bangladesh crisis response here in the UK. So to start with, can you describe the situation on the ground in Bangladesh? Unfortunately, the situation is pretty pretty difficult and pretty dire. A lot of the people who are arriving have, are having to flee at very short notice. A lot of the time they haven't had time to pack anything up or maybe sometimes even not to find all their family members to cross the border with. So people are, are arriving with very few possessions. Um, a lot of them have lost family members along the way. So yeah, when they arrive, they don't have very much with them, so they need immediate support from various different organisations. And the situation when they do arrive, they are massive camps. Some of them are formalised and kind of well-maintained and managed, but some of them, just because of the sheer volume of people who've flown out, who have fled over the border... Yeah, some of the camps are makeshift and therefore have less infrastructure... And altogether, it's just a quite chaotic scene. There's just structures everywhere. People are basically using any kind of land that they can use um, to house their families. So the camps are very, very over capacity. And because the sites are quite makeshift, in a lot of them, there's no infrastructure or there's very little infrastructure. So things that we take for granted, things like access to water, access to uh, toilets or access to uh, food sources is very, very challenging. Sure, and you, you've kind of alluded to the scale of the situation in your answer there. And it's mind-boggling, really, over 650,000 people. I mean, how can you relate that to people in the UK who perhaps are, can't even comprehend how much of a, uh, a dire situation it is? Well, back in October, uh, when the numbers were slightly lower, one of my colleagues was talking to me about it's essentially as if a city the size of Bristol all walked to Cardiff to set up shop there and to live there and with no kind of prior planning, no infrastructure development. It really creates a number of different crises. You've got obviously the people who are arriving who are in absolute desperate need of quite often healthcare. Um, they obviously need food because many of them won't have eaten for a number of days across the journey. Um, quite a lot of them are traumatised. So you've got the needs of the kind of incoming population, but also the host community as well. Their infrastructure is hugely stretched and their, their ability to cope is also um, diminishing. So it's just a really, really complex situation, unfortunately. And, and so how are the camps coping with the increasing number of people that are still coming over the border? Well, the, the total number of people crossing the border is thankfully slowing down. But as you mentioned, it's over 650,000 people total in that area of Bangladesh. So that's 
akin to, I think, four Glastonbury's worth of people. And if you think about a Glastonbury toilet after just one weekend, I mean, these people have been, this situation has kind of been developing since late August. Infrastructure is just not there to deal with it. And the the toilets and the health facilities and the water and the, the food and all of the kind of, the things that people need on a day-to-day life, essentially, they're just not set up to deal with it. And organisations such as the British Red Cross, such as the Red Cross movement, we're trying as hard as we can to scale up and to support these people, but it's just the absolute scale is just overwhelming. So what is the British Red Cross and the Bangladesh Red Crescent and the wider movement actually doing to help the situation? A huge, huge range of things. So we have expertise in a wide range of sectors. So we are um, supporting... For example, we have emergency response units. So we've got a health emergency response unit. We've got field hospital out there at the moment. And they are, I think we've got seven in total health facilities. And since the end of August, they've treated over 44,000 individual cases. So that's obviously going some way in um, supporting the health needs of the population. We have also, in total, um, in terms of the interventions, in terms of like how we've supported people, we've there've been a lot of food parcels and hygiene kits so that people can maintain their hygiene, kind of soap and uh, bits and pieces like that. We also provide things like tarpaulins so that people can build shelters, and we're also doing some cash grants, which means that people can basically buy what they think that they need, which is a really really important because it gives people back a bit of their dignity. Some people don't necessarily want to receive a shelter, um, a tarpaulin, or for whatever reason it's not what they need the most. But if you give people cash, then they can buy what they need the most, which is brilliant because it stimulates the local economy. Yeah, it gives people a bit of dignity back, essentially. Aid workers worry that extremely unhygienic conditions in camps like this one could make an already awful situation even worse, which in turn could lead to a full-blown health crisis. I'm joined now on the phone by Luis Fair Eunice. Luis is the team leader of the British Red Cross Mass Sanitation Emergency Response Unit out in Bangladesh. Thanks for joining us, Luis. Thanks for having me. First of all, can you explain exactly what your team actually does out in the camp? Now, 
in a different state of disrepair. A lot of them are, are full or at capacity. And the big concern now, as we look ahead, is, is the upcoming rainy season, when it's feared that a lot of uh, of these latrines will flood, and as a result, there will be a lot of human feces mixed in with the groundwater and the surface water, and that's that, that poses a serious, major risk to to public health amongst the population. So we're here to try and find ways to address that risk and ways to reduce it. Sure, and. If you ask kind of a member of the public what the most important things were when reacting to a crisis like this, I don't think many people would say kind of sanitation and human feces. But just how important is this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that is usually an, an afterthought, uh, to be honest, in a lot of uh, in a lot of people's minds. And I think most people, you know, the UK and and, and and most parts of the world don't really think about what happens to what happens when you flush the toilet. But you know, where does all that go? But you know, it is a major concern here and everywhere where there aren't proper sanitation facilities because, it, you know, contaminated water is a breeding ground for bacteria and viruses that spread diseases like cholera in particular, which can be, you know, in the absence of adequate medical facilities and other services can be life-threatening. And in a situation like this that we're seeing here in Bangladesh and, and with the population that we're, that we're targeting, it is very, very uh, likely. I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a major risk that it, unless something is done about the sanitation gap that we're seeing, then in the future there could be a major disease outbreak, particularly given, you know, the, the density at, with which people are constantly numbers and that's always that population density is always a factor in in the rapid spread of of diseases like cholera okay so if we could just talk a little bit more about the specifics of um what the british red cross is actually doing at cox's bazaar so how are we trying to help and stop the outbreak of things like cholera so as i said my team we've been deployed here for a few weeks uh, you know initially and there'll be additional teams coming in over the next few months to Treating and disposing of of that waste safely. 
and there's no doubt the issue is huge, and and I'd be lying if, if I said it was easy. I mean, the, the context here is very, very challenging. As I said, the population is the size of a small city living in what effectively before they arrived was farmland. So there's the infrastructure is very, very underdeveloped. There's very few roads. There's very little access in terms of being able to bring in things like trucks and desludging trucks to pump out the feces. There's no sewage system. There's no network sewage and transport system or and processing facilities. So we're really we're really starting from scratch here. So it's a huge challenge. And what we think needs to happen and what we envisage and, and we'll try to put in place over the next months and years, I think, in support of the Bangladesh Red Crescent, who are the, the national society here, is a sustainable system, something that can be quickly put in place, but then gradually scaled up. So we want to, to try to establish this holistic system, as I described earlier, to, to sort of look at the entire chain of species and, and, and where it goes and how it's dealt with, but then to scale that up to be able to, in addition to other actors, other organizations who are also trying to, to solve the problem. But yeah, it's a massive challenge. The Red Cross and Red Crescent Movement are helping to provide food, clean water, shelter and medical care for the thousands of people on the Bangladesh border. For more information on our work there, please search Red Cross Myanmar online. Thanks to Maddie and Louise for taking part in this week's episode. Credit for the news clips goes to BBC News, Channel 4 News, Sky, CNN and Al Jazeera English. This has been Crisis Conversations, a podcast from the British Red Cross. Thanks for listening. <laughs>